The Queen of One Thousand Summers. The Queen of One Thousand Summers, or simply Alyssa to friends and family, sighed and let fall to the table the pages which she had been reading from. Morning light streamed through the windows of her peaceful study, illuminating the shelves of books that she maintained with care. She sat at an ornate wooden desk, which was a picture of functional chaos. The stacks of tomes, piles of papers, letters, and records nearly seemed to form a cocoon around her. She took a sip of tea from a steaming cup that had been hiding amongst the administrative flotsam on her desk, and eyed the letter again. A bold and slightly chaotic signature marked the second of the two pages, reading simply, Jort. She drummed a finger on the desk, as if to place a rhythm to her thoughts. Her slender hands were traced with a network of delicate emerald vines, tattoos given to her at a coming-of-age ceremony over 800 years prior. Alyssa's mother, Luella, had inked them herself. With a deft and patient hand, she had inscribed the floral tracery across her daughter's arms, hands, torso, and neck. Jort, too, had received the markings when he came of age, though from his father, Tarn. Such was a long-standing tradition of those old elfin families of the green country, to which the Lannans proudly belonged. Alyssa stared at the parchment, not reading, not seeing, just thinking. It wasn't that she didn't want to see her brother Jortand. That would, in fact, be a highlight of her trip. No, it was the totality of the journey that lay in her near future that daunted her so. The visit to her sibling was but one of many stops she would be making. The letter from dear Jort was simply hard proof of this impending trip. As was customary for the present ruler of the green country, it was once again time for her to embark on her lord's tour, a centennial excursion out into the kingdom, or queendom as it were. The tour was completed not only as a means for the current lord to survey the lands and its peoples, it also allowed for these folk to meet the monarch who ruled over them. In this case, that was she, Queen Alyssa of One Thousand Summers, steward of the kingdom of the green country. Though astute in her management of the empire, she would freely admit she had little taste for the public aspects of her position. The Lord's Tour meant an inevitable expulsion from the cloistered comforts of Tajmir Hall. She would once again set out into the vibrant, unpredictable, sprawling, overgrown realm that was the green country. In her secret heart, she knew that these tours did her spirit great good. To be out in the world, amongst the trees and sky, the strangers and animals, did so much to wash away the weariness that accumulated from the day-to-day -day toil of a demanding bureaucracy. Like dusty vines of ivy after a spring rain, she would return enlivened, saturated with the lushness of the land and all of its life, just as she had after every previous tour. Ah well, she thought to herself, folding her brother's letter neatly. Nothing to be done for it. And with that, she stood and left her study to see to the journey's preparations. Before exiting, she did, however, snag several choice volumes from her collection. Better to travel with some old friends, she thought. In her chambers later that evening, after a full day of planning and packing, she thought back to that first tour she had attended, just seventy-three years into her rule. The matriarch of the royal family, her mother, Luella, had passed away twenty-seven years after taking the throne. 
This had not been unexpected, though, as Luella was approaching her 2023rd birthday. Indeed, even before Luella had stepped into power, she had begun to groom her daughter for succession. Alyssa had taken up the mantle of lordship without hesitation after her mother's passing, presiding over the kingdom with a confidence and wisdom that belied her lack of experience. She had been full of nervousness on that first tour, eager to see places and folk, some known and some yet unknown, through the new eyes of a queen. On that trip, her mother's dear and trusted adviser, Cluin Lemons, had been an invaluable source of support and wisdom. Though the man had long since passed away, those families of elfin bloodlines having wildly different lifespans, she was pleased that his grandson, Durky Lemons, would be accompanying her on this tour. Her escort would be simple. Durky, two of her most trusted guards, and a coachman. No pomp necessary here. She laughed to herself, recalling a lord's tour she had witnessed as a child when House Faisilf held the throne. They had arrived in town on a wave of spirited minstrels, their gaily colored banners wafting dreamily in the wind. Members of their troop flew high above on iridescent wings to rain down on the townsfolk's streamers and confections. The entourage traveled in the comfort of the Lord's manor house, which floated high above on a cloud of ethereal vapor in the typical Faisilf fashion. It was the first time Alyssa had seen one of the Faisilf's marvelous airborne mansions, and she was transfixed. She stood for nearly a full hour, squinting up into the blue sky to admire the Baroque entanglement of swooping arches and spiraling stairways. Through the tall windows, she could make out the figures of Faisilf folk, bedecked in their vibrant finery. At the top of the structure, there even seemed to be a garden, complete with several purple-leaf trees that glimmered in the sun when a breeze passed by. The Faisilf cavalcade had stayed a full week, the then-king, Chavaron Boussou, insisting that he have a drink with everyone in the city walls. The festivities were immense and raucous, and spoken of for years to come. It was a known fact that Chavaron's tour had taken two full years to complete, if only so he could share a cup with every person in the kingdom. Alyssa laughed again, sliding a sheaf of papers into her leather attaché. She was an honest, practical sort, and her retinue would certainly be modest in comparison to Chavaron's. It is fine to be known as a boring queen, she mused, so long as I'm also called a good queen. One could do far worse than that. If you like what you just heard, be sure to visit www.thegreen.country for more great content, including beautiful illustrations, detailed character descriptions, and much more. The Green Country is also on Patreon, where a small monthly pledge will give you access to extra content, like an illustrated PDF of the story you just heard. Whether you back this project financially or simply share it with a friend, you can help this vibrant land continue to grow. Once more, that's www.thegreen.country. Thanks for listening!